the Jerry DePoto Show, presented by Seattle Pump and Equipment on Seattle Sports. Sorry, Jerry. Uh, we, we, we're in a weird place today. We've been talking about strange stuff. I don't know. I think we're all punchy after 13 straight days. How important was this day off for your team today? Oh, man. Uh, it's a, I mean, we've needed it for quite some time. And, you know, that it, it wasn't just the 13 straight. It was really, you know, 26 out of, you know, 30 or so. And we were traveling, and it was a lot of coast-to-coasts, and we needed this day. So, you know, hopefully the guys aren't doing much other than just recovering. Who needs it more, pitchers or hitters? I know we hear a lot about the pitchers and their need for it, and maybe that's still the answer, but who needs it more, the pitchers, the hitters? Is it physical? Is it mental? Tell me a little more about it. The coaches, the skipper, the president, the GM. (laughs) Who needs this the most? Yeah, the fans. (laughs) I would say everybody needs a little break every now and then, but – you know, in in this case, I think watching the, over the course of the last two weeks and just assessing, ordinarily my answer to that would be the everyday players who are on their feet all the time. And, and when you're playing 13 games in a row and you are J.P. Crawford and your legs start to get heavy and, you know, and when Cal Raleigh, who's been just an iron man behind the plate and, you know, he's taken a beating, especially over this last couple of weeks, you would think that those guys are the ones that are that are first in line for the day off. But I would say collectively, this is probably the it was the best timing or or really a week ago would have been great timing. But we needed this off day for our pitching staff to just have a little bit of a breather. It's, uh, you know, it's been a real grind with a lot of close games and a lot of well, just a lot of need, a lot of need to to get guys in and out there to, to protect leads. And, and it's been it's been a really tough grind. So glad for them to just get a little bit of a break. You ever been around a situation where the, the leadership just mandates you can't come in? Like I, I know that there have been coaches in the past and, and bye weeks or sending assistant coaches home in, in the world that I live in. Like, no, sorry, you are not coming to the facility today unless you're injured for rehab. Nobody is coming here. Um, we are mandating that you stay away. Have you ever been in a situation like that in these off days? Oh, yeah. And, you know, on off days, with the exception of injured players, we will not see who are here from any of the guys. They will just go, you know, under <laughs> and they should but you know that's every off day for us we will we will generally shut down with the exception of those who need treatment and you know and really we do that and, and i know scott does it periodically throughout the year when you get the sense that guys just need time where you you know you you schedule the buses for later on road trips you you cancel batting practice and we've had you know instances in seattle where we've just kept the doors to the clubhouse shut and then and don't nobody's allowed to report until x hour so that we can ensure that the guys are doing their best to to try to ease up on their body a little so 16 games left to play now that is essentially an old football season i know it's 17 now but it's funny we spend all this time you know trying to remind people that baseball and football are different 162 games with 16 games left how does it change I don't know if it changes at all. I think the way you approach it, and you know, at least the way I approach it, is to look at these 16 games, you know, and, and don't really pay much attention at all to the 146 that came before it. You know, what do we need to do for the next 16 to put ourselves in a position to play beyond that? And 
you know, and I, I, I do think that our players do an awesome job of just moving on to the next game. And that's, I think, one of the special gifts of this group is they've been like that for quite some time. And, you know, you can get you can get bogged down. You can let a bad week or a bad series or a bad night get to you. Anybody does. But this this group has historically done a great job of just moving on to the next. Jerry, what number is it or what stat or what metric from Julio that from your perspective is just the most, I don't know, amazing, jaw-dropping, just blows your mind of what he's able to do at 22 years of age? I mean, all of it, really. I don't know if I could pick out a single metric that would you know tell the story. Julio, it's a, it's it's the the attraction in Julio is really the whole package. You know, it's the it's the offense, it's the defense, it's the base running, it's the power, it's the speed. Honestly, it's it's what he's been able to do since the All Star break, which really is unbelievable if you take a look back at it and in retrospect uh how good he's been and and i think he's very much put himself in the mvp conversation and 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 i don't know when you're talking about such a well-rounded player and then you add into it you know the 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 additives that he brings the engagement with the fans the you know he is you know he's inviting and and right now i mean he's he's really on some kind of heater and and it's been uh, quite some time that this has been going on and and you know for a team to to get on the kind of run that we've generally been on for the last two and a half months there's you need to julio's to do what julio's doing and and i and i can't even say that you need him to do that he's gone above and beyond but it's uh he's had a phenomenal run and there's i really couldn't pick apart one thing because the real attraction is all the things it is a total package i guess what strikes me jerry is just the speed the speed that he plays in the outfield, the speed that he rounds the bases, the speed to steal bases with the kind of size and power he has. I mean, how many in the game of baseball have that 230-pound frame that can play at the speed with which he does? I mean, it's such a unique thing. And, you know, it's why in in our business and, you know, every year we're going to go through a draft. You know, we, we run through cyclically. We run, run through our annual international free agent cycle you know that that generally leads us to players like julio in, in a in a perfect scenario you're always looking for that that physical athlete the size speed you know power speed combo that that you know sometimes results like this because when you hit on it like like we as an organization have been fortunate or blessed enough to hit on with julio you know you are it, it's 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 such a difference maker when you have someone who can do all those different things on a field that Julio does. Hey, I want to talk about Luis Castillo for a second. And, and I was, I think I would more and Justin were asked me earlier why, if I hadn't talked about him as much this year as maybe they thought I would, given how much I've enjoyed him. I, I think what I was realizing is that he surprised me a little bit this year. I think with Luis, I was expecting some unbelievable, like, eight-inning shutout, he's so dominant, nobody can touch him type of performances, but maybe a little bit more inconsistency. And instead, I I feel like what we've gotten this year has been unbelievable consistency, but maybe without some of those going super deep, eight, nine-inning and dominating kind of games. Is that a fair characterization of his season? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday uh, when when you think about The Rock and he's it, it's 
he's doing what aces do. You know, it's a, it's, he's going out there, he's taking his turn every fifth or sixth day, whenever the off day may fall. And he's, he's putting an end to the losing skids. He's, he's, he's giving you the innings on the night that you need the innings. He's, he's doing the things that aces do. And, and I, I do think, and, and maybe the reason why your expectation is, is what it is. Now he has had big nights, but they're, they've, when you consider the big nights that he had to end the 2022 <laughs> season, whether it's the start in Toronto, it's the start in Houston, it's that start against the Yankees, it's, you know, he did such phenomenal things in a short period of time in 2022 that you couldn't help but raise the bar on what you thought it was going to look like. And, and lo and behold, now we, we look, you know, six months into our season or roughly six months into our season. And he's a Cy Young candidate, and he's and he's putting a stop to those losing skids, and he's doing the things that you need aces to do. And when you look at all the the, the counting stats, he's among the best in the league. When you look at innings pitched and strikeouts and ERA and all, it, he's he's been really really good. And at times he's been great. And and my guess is, like he has shown us in the past, you know, when when the temperature rises in the building, he's going to rise with it. It's a, he's got that team. Was some of that consistency part of the plan for this year? I mean, is the one negative we had heard kind of reputationally about him before he got here is, oh, when he's great, he's great, but he's not always consistent. And I, I wondered if that was something that was really well, a focus, focal point. Right? Wasn't it focus? Yeah, focus. I guess that's probably a better word. He wasn't always focused, but he, God, I can't come up with a single game this year where I would even think to make that argument about about Luis. Yeah, you know, I, I think the if I had to point to one redeeming trait with, with Luis, it would be that he is one of the most consistent people I think we've ever had in, in Seattle, at least during my time here. He's, he never changes, you know, it's a, in, in, in a lot of the same ways I would, I would credit Gino, you know, it's a, it's, it's funny that they both come via Cincinnati, but you know, they're just such consistent people. They don't let uh, the bump in the road, get them down. They don't, you know, the Rock doesn't panic when there's two men on and nobody out. He just makes his pitches. And, you know, he, if he gives up two in the first, he settles in and he grinds through it. And, and that's what guys, you know, the, the guys that are guys do. And I, I see other of our pitchers picking up on similar, you know, they are taking that and running with it. And, you know, we saw it from George in Tampa. We've seen it multiple times from, from Logan throughout. Yeah, it's a, I think in, in, a more modest way. We saw that in Tampa from Bryce Miller. We saw it in Cincinnati from Brian Wu. Hey, we don't stop. We just go out there and we keep on grinding. And, and that's the consistency that Luis has brought to the table. And, and his focus this year was simply on, on being that guy over the course of a 32, 33 start season and achieving some, some personal goals, which was putting himself in position like this to pitch for a postseason team with a chance to go win a Cy Young, be an all-star because that's what his tools, his abilities allow him to, to to set as goals. Well, as you bring that up, Jerry, it's kind of a perfect lead in to, to the comments that George Kirby made Friday night that I think surprised a lot of folks and then, you know, loved what he had to say the next day to kind of, you know, take it back and, and apologize for it. From your perspective and having pitched the way you did, what was your reaction to what to, to what George had said? Well, I've never pitched the way George does, so it, it, we're, it, and we're we're the same in, in name only, I guess. <laughs> but the, you know, I uh, you know George. My general thought is, if you put a microphone in front of everybody after you know uh, an athletic, an emotional, athletic, you know, uh, 
endeavor where you go out there and you're grinding and your team's in a postseason and you just gave up a homer that was a key I, there's I, I've, I've made bigger flubs with a microphone in front of me under far less pressure than that and you know it's it's human you're just being human and I, I don't really count it as any more than that uh, I think the, the whole you know firestorm afterward about innings and pitcher development and and what we should expect of pitchers in some far past generation I, like I I understand the the thought behind it go look at what George actually does you know George is an innings eater George is the guy that wants the ball and wants to go compete you know he's also a human being who's who's really experiencing that type of moment for the first time in his baseball life where, you know, it's, we are riding the roller coaster of a September playoff race. And, and in the big moment we lost it. And, and he reacted in a way that, that clearly the next day he expressed regretting, but I don't really count it as any type of penalty or shouldn't be counted as any type of ding against George. He does throw the hundred pitches. He does throw the innings and he wants the ball in those moments. I mean, I sure wish I could hear what J.P. Crawford said to Matt Brash yesterday. I think it's one of my favorite moments, certainly of the game yesterday in the eighth inning after a walk and getting behind the count. And J.P. does what J.P. has done all season long, and that is just lead. I'm curious, Jerry, from your perspective in the Wayback Machine, did you have a teammate or two like J.P. that when you were on the mound or others were on the mound and maybe the, the game's speeding up or falling behind or need a little kick in the pants was was there a player or two from your history that you remember and what does that mean to this staff to have jp as that guy yeah you know it's funny so frequently in in your baseball life that turns out to be the shortstop and you know there's a reason why you know when you go back and you think about you know little league or playing in high school the, the players the player you often remember is the shortstop you know it's the shortstop it's the catcher they are associated with leading and slowing the game down at various times and and you know I, I I do appreciate how much JP has grown with this team and, and taken on you know that that type of leadership characteristic. When I was playing in Colorado, I played with Walt Weiss, who's who's now a, you know a, a major league manager. He's on staff as a coach with the Atlanta Braves right now, and Walt was that guy. You know, he would he would tap in, he would stop the game, he would come visit the mound, and they're not saying anything you know prolific. It, it's not it's not a scouting report on the players. Matter of fact, Walt would come in. Oftentimes he'd put his glove over his face and he'd start singing you a song just to, just to relax you. It's like calming the savage beast, you know, and, and it's just to slow you down more than anything else. And, and it takes a little bit of feel to know when it's time to do that. And, you know, 21 year old shortstops don't often do that. You know, you need a little bit of, of time under you. And, and JP has really grown into that player for us. Um. Let's see, just a couple of sort of housekeeping kind of items. Uh, how's Jared today? And we had the, a day off or two with the, after getting nicked in the foot. Do we expect him back tomorrow? Uh, yeah, he was available yesterday in, in the event that he was needed in-game. So my expectation that it is that he would be available tomorrow. Where where are we at with the backup catcher spot? Obviously, Luis in there now. What What does that look like going forward here? You know, unfortunately, not uh, knowing uh, going into the, the second half of the season with a healthy Tom Murphy and then experiencing, you know, the, the unfortunate injury that he has been dealing with. 
we're just going to have to piece it together and, and rely on our own system. It's, uh, you know, we've had Brian O'Keefe contributing. We've got LT back on the roster now. We've got Pedro Severino in the system. So, you know, we, are, we do have guys with some experience that we can lean on if necessary. But, you know, there is, we've talked about the, the 24-hour open all-night markets for for players that that doesn't really exist for catchers in september <laughs> i like seeing terenz back I'm, I'm just uh just putting in my plug right now i just like seeing Luis terenz back on the roster i love watching him hit for whatever reason and uh just that's my plug i'm just a terenz guy so uh, while i've got you here i'll i'll, I'll throw not out a beyonce for, guy no, not a beyonce guy no, but more a terenz guy, of a terenz but, yeah, guy. Just, just hey, look i know you you know we spend all of our time for the most part talking about what's going on at the major league level but this time of year I'm sure some of your attention is divided with minor league playoffs, et cetera. It was an awesome walk-off the other day for Modesto. As you're watching, you know, Modesto and Everett and, and the rest of the you know, groups in the in the playoffs, what is that experience like? Who should we be paying attention to? Who's succeeding? Well, I mean, who's succeeding right now? And I know this sounds, you know, like a like a casual plug for, <laughs> for our player development system, and it is. <laughs> we we they're all succeeding. It's unbelievable the the quality of development that we have experienced over these last couple of years. And and right now we've got we've got Modesto. Uh, they are up one nothing in the the California League Championships. We've got Everett up well tied one one in the Northwest League Championships. Uh, I think some on the twenty first Arkansas will start the the Texas League championships and and it's a it's an exciting thing when when your prospects get to experience playoff baseball and and it's something we've always been uh high on i know i've plugged it before we have uh we had a huge win in modesto the other night a walk-off win where some of our best prospects you know laz montez hits a home run to tie it in the ninth goes out in the top of the 10th and throws out the the ghost runner trying to advance the third base on a fly ball to right with the as big big a throw as you can possibly make and then we come in and we grind through at bats in our first round draft Colt Emerson who's you know a couple of months out of high school hits a laser over the center field's head center fielder's head to win the game which was just exciting as can be and you know in an Everett last night we dumped 10 runs on on the the, the kids from Vancouver and and it's it's just so fun to watch these guys go out and play in those environments and and we will reap the benefit of it from years for years to come, like we are with guys like Cal and George and, and Logan who've been through these JK, they've been through these, these playoff type environments. And it's, it really is a good training device. I think we talked about this last September as well in the market mechanism for the stress and the chaos of, uh, of these final 16 games. You know, just do, do a lot of cardio, <laughs> do a lot of cardio is that, you know, the, it's so fun to watch and it can be, you know, as I was actually texting with my dad after yesterday's game, that it's, uh, it's, you, you enjoy it. You know, there's going to be stress, you know, you're going to ride some highs and lows. You try to remain you know, calm and realize in the moment that you can't really control much of it and just watch and have fun with it because, you know, it's not, we, we know all the years that we've been baseball fans, baseball people, it's not every year that you're in these types of positions. And, you know, I would like to be the Braves and, and have clinched yesterday, but that's not where we're at. We're, we're in a position where we're going to go out and we're going to make these last 16 games exciting. And, you know, whether we want them to be or not, they're going to be. 
<laughs> we, we should just, you know, enjoy the ride because it's so much fun when you get the, the opportunity like we had last year to get to the dance floor. I was trying to tell myself that Monday. I was like, you know, this is a great September baseball game. Back and forth. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know whether I succeeded I fully. Other things, but yeah. <laughs> right. There were some other words that came out of my mouth, but I was trying to remind myself that that was a good, fun, exciting September baseball game. And it made me feel alive. Mm. Uh, I'll ask you a question that you might not be able to answer, but it was asked of me recently. So I thought I would uh, throw it at you. If you could choose one guy who maybe hasn't been at his absolute best, so maybe taking Julio or somebody like that out of it, to really, if you could wave the magic wand and say, okay, if this guy just gets going here in the last 16 games, it would be such a huge benefit to our team. Is there is there one person you would just ma- give the magic salve to? Well, I mean, there's so many of them that are going so good. You know, Julio and Cal, Teoscar, that have been otherworldly. JP, you know, really, I think JP is, is sneaky you know, he's going to surprise people where he finishes on MVP balance. He's been that good this year. Mm-hmm. You know, the one guy that has been a little bit streakier, and when he goes good, we score a lot of runs, is Gino. And, you know, if we could get that that good run from Gino in these last couple of weeks and into the postseason, that's we know it, it's in there. We've seen it. We've seen it this year. And, and when he when he gets in that mode, it's it really makes our lineup a different lineup and you know it's uh i i guess i could pick multiple guys that i would love to see get going mostly for themselves but but also for for us and uh, we've fortunately we have so many guys that are going good that it allows you you're not going to get nine guys going great as as we were in august for for ever so you know right now we're we're in the down cycle for some and hopefully we we lock back in here for these last few weeks it dawns on me that that Munoz is another guy not that he's been struggling but if you know with a hot Andres Munoz would be such a huge weapon just watching him yesterday and it, it, you know it seems like some of the velocity is ticked back up it, it seemed like he kind of went away from the slider a little bit yesterday we saw more of the two-seamer where is he at in in terms of kind of getting himself to the best version of himself you know, I thought he looked awesome yesterday. He was attacking the strike zone. It was he was living at a hundred. It was live. He was throwing his two seamer, which you know is a it, it's a devastating pitch. The last pitch of the game, which you know Cal threw the runner out on, was a slider, which I thought was you know one of the best sliders that we've seen him throw in, in a little bit here. But I, I think you know Mooney, and I I know this is going to come off as sounding you know defensive, but, but at the end of the day. When you pitch as much as our bullpen pitched for that six-week stretch starting around you know, the, the, the last week of July in that many close games, our leverage guys really got pounded. And when you look at the you – know, Mooney was the, the league's reliever of the month for the month of August, and you see you know, the save total, the game total, what you don't see in there is the number of times that they were up and down in that game before they got in. You don't see you know, the, that – pitching with a one-run lead in the ninth and tenth inning or coming in with two men on and one out, there's an elevated level of exertion and, and emotion that goes into that. So, you know, I know I said it here last week or the week before, you know, I'm loath to get too judgy on, on the performances in those moments because the workload has been so high. And, you know, it's when, when you go back and you look at it, you know, our bullpen in general has, has allowed some traffic here over the course of the last three weeks. And I really do think that's just an aftermath of the workload. And that's why getting these, these off days, I, Mooney's always been 
confident. Mooney's always been, he's, and, and frankly, you know, in August, when we're talking critically about his performance, he's pretty awesome. And, you know, if you go back and, and look at it retroactively a year or two years or 10 years from now, you say, damn, look at the month that, that Andres Munoz had in <laughs> August of 2023. And, and it's, uh, that's the way baseball works is the emotion affects you in the moment, but he's done a really nice job and, and, doing his job and then yesterday i thought he was in attack mode and you're going to have great days which i thought yesterday was one of and you're going to have fair days and you know and then you're going to have days where you struggle but for the most part we've gotten a lot of the the, the average to elite days which is going to be more than enough his two seamer is pretty ridiculous i don't know how anybody hits that i don't know how anybody hits anything that matt brash throws it was uh, pretty fun watching them yesterday and it's gonna be a fun last couple of weeks jerry we'll do it again next thursday thank you You got it, guys.